Today's guest is Clarissa Castillo Ramsey, and she is an organizational psychologist and also an abstract artist and transformational coach for creatives. And we talk about what a creative is. And if you didn't know, you are one. We all are all creative. Uh, but she's also, also an author and a podcaster. She has her own podcast. She has a book she wrote. She's a busy woman, but she's so interesting in what she's doing. And I love it so much. It's so different and so unique. She has a program called Paint Your Path. And if you can imagine what that is, she helps people paint through their intuition, the visions, the dreams that she has, or they have for themselves. Uh, not her dreams for them, their dreams for themselves, but she helps them with this process. And it's such an amazing thing, I thought, because we don't tap into our intuitive selves. We don't tap into our creativity. And she helps people do that. And she didn't do this her whole life. She was an artist who didn't do art. <laughs> she worked in a corporate job that she hated until she got to be in her late 40s and realized she's not happy. She's not happy doing this. She had a stepping stone kind of uh, approach, which she talks about and I love. It's so interesting how she manifested it. She manifested two things that she talks about in the episode. But that's because... She put it out there. And if we don't know what we want, we can't put it out there. And so I think that's the real message of this episode is to not be afraid to say, I'm not really liking what I'm doing. I want to do something different and then figure out what that might be. And by using your intuition and your imagination to figure it out. And it's not that hard. Uh, just just keep pursuing that which is coming up internally. Just keep pursuing your thoughts and what's there because your thoughts, when you're quiet, will tell you. So let Clarissa be your inspiration and maybe you even want to paint your path with her. It's kind of exciting. All right, here she is. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. And I have a guest who is doing just that, Clarissa Castillo Ramsey. It's a mouthful, I told her. 
<laughs> it is. I think I got it's it right. <laughs> yes. How are you? you I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yes. I first of all have to say you do not look your age. You have absolutely no wrinkles. I'm so jealous. I do use the zoom filters a little bit. So, oh, uh, I do too. And <laughs> yeah, I try not to over smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Botox though. That's not me. Um, no Botox, I, I tried yeah. it actually once before I was getting ready to get married and I didn't, it was like, I, I felt numb all the time. Have you yeah. ever tried it? No, oh. I'm, I'm kind of afraid. I know a lot of people who do it. They love it, but it, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it kind of creeps me out. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I hate needles, so I, I can't believe I, I did it. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> we should, like we jumped right into it, didn't we? Uh, yes. I am. I, I love what Clarissa does. Her, you know, what, what, how you describe it is to me. So you can just visualize what it means, I guess. It's, it's very powerful the way you present it, and I'll just say what it is. It's she, it's paint your path paint your path. And if you can imagine what Clarissa does, why don't you go ahead and share what you do with that? What does that mean? What does oh paint my your gosh. path mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a metaphor, first of all, for just creating life on our terms, painting our own path. And it's so in alignment with who I am because I'm a transformational coach for creatives, especially the ones that are in a nine to five that doesn't really fill their cup and they want to get out and do their creative work, whether it's a side gig or whether it's leaving corporate completely to start their own creative endeavor. I'm also an abstract artist and I'm an author. And so I'm, I just love talking about just new possibilities and just painting, pivoting, and and just being fully immersed in all that life has to offer. That's great. Painting your pivot would be a good one too. That is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a serial, I was a serial pivoter before I yeah. left my day job. I don't think people know they're going to pivot though until it actually happens. Nobody really plans their pivot. Do you think? I think like for me, it I I always wanted to work, do something creative, but I was, I think, too afraid. I didn't believe in myself. So I took like right out of college, any old job that I could get into. And that was retail management. And then I just, I hated it. I just did not like being on my feet and I missed I missed the arts. And so I knew that I had to leave and do something else. And so you did your that, art as a side hobby back then. I yeah. Guess. It was like, it was a side hobby. It like, as a child, I always painted, but when my mom asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, Oh, I want to be an artist. She said, okay, kid, my parents are medical doctors. And, and she was like, you need to think about something else because you're going to be rich and famous after you pass away, like public Pablo Picasso. So maybe think about doing something else. And so, oh my goodness, the parents—they mean so well. They do. But they dash all our dreams. Yep. 
you're gonna and be famous after you're dead oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh that's horrible <laughs> and my mom hates it when i tell that story um, but, but they, all, kid, they I, mean well i mean they, they, they do totally. know i mean i think of things i said that are my kids are going to therapy for now <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think you know and as an adult i got it but i always kind of had painting was kind of like on the side and then in college i come i just did not create and it wasn't until i left college and came out to the west coast that i got back into it and i just started painting again can you explain what the word creative means because i think a lot of people don't know i don't think my audience might know because i <laughs> always think when i hear that i think painter singer somebody who is in the creative arts filmmaker yeah. actor actress that's what i think making up stories type of thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I know it's a lot broader than that. So can you speak to that? Sure. I'd love to. So yeah, I think most people, when they think of creative, they think of the arts, but honestly, we are all creative. If, yeah. When they think creative, you, they think I'm not that. But you are like as a child, did you ever use your imagination? And guess what? As adults, we still have that tool. And it's one of the most powerful manifesting tools that we have is our imagination. So if, if you've ever told a lie, if you have ever told a fib, if you have ever dressed yourself or just tried on different kinds of makeup, you are creative. And I think if we can just look at it broader than just the arts, um, it's all around us, our ideas the ideas, the frameworks that we come up with, that's all creativity. Yeah. Yeah. There's some games like card games that are super creative now too, where you have to fill in the blanks and stuff that yes. are super fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's using yeah. your creativity. Yeah. yeah I love Mad that. Libs. Remember yeah. Mad Libs as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. I think we stunt our creativity. And I talked about this a little bit before we pressed record. For me, I stunted my creativity by being too busy. Like I never let yeah. myself imagine things. And I think sometimes I was afraid to imagine things because I was like, well, what if I imagine something that's totally different than what I have? And that's scary. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah. it, that would make me sad that I can't have it. Or that would make me think, oh my gosh, well, I'm not, not appreciating my life. My life's okay. And so there, yeah, I, I think I, I, I stunted my creativity because I was too scared to go there. Yeah. And I think, and I think like, I don't know, like for me growing up, I felt like the world <clears throat> appreciated logic and that more of that, I'm just going to call it left brain, mm -hmm. like science and didn't appreciate intuition and arts. And I think for many People just kind of stifled their creativity, their intuition, their, I'm just going to call it feminine energy. But I feel like nowadays that I'm I'm so thankful for that book, um, A Whole New, what is it called? A Whole New Brain or something by Daniel oh, Pink. I, oh, oh, I've got a whole new, a whole new, oh my God, I'm totally forgetting. I'll it. look it up mind. and I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> that book yeah. that she references by Daniel, but he's written other Daniel books Pink. too. His, his name. Oh, he's written a lot. Okay. But that one, when that book came out, I think it was some like in the early 2000s, I was like, yes, because it was all about 
the benefits of being creative and just being innovative and thinking outside of the box. Okay. I'm Googling it. Of course, a whole new world by, uh, okay. So here I found it a whole new mind mind. Yes. Why right brainers will rule the future and right brain means is your creative side of your brain, which I always thought was backwards because I'm right-handed and everybody's right-handed. So I thought, Oh, it must be the other thing. Cause yes, it's I'm not creative. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. So yeah. Um, but of course the Aladdin song came up too. <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> listen to the song while you yeah. read the book, <laughs> Yeah, but a it's whole a new, one. whole new mind is a whole new yes. world, right? It is. Yeah. It is a hundred percent. Are we being creative? Yes. <laughs> and I never thought I was well, Surprise, surprise. So, yeah. So you did a big pivot and I love, are you okay with me sharing your age? I should ask. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. So yeah, Clarissa is 51. uh, And so she's in this now. And if you call 50 kind of halfway, which I like to have that, because I think, I I think, I believe we can all live to a vital 100. That's, that's my goal. Yes. Um, And still be contributing as long as you stay healthy and stay creative. But you had a, I find a lot of people as they approach 50, they have this like, oh my God, I'm not doing what I want to do. Or, oh my God, what if I don't do this thing that I've always wanted to do? Or I'm just not friggin' happy. Yeah. (laughs) And they start questioning a lot of things. And you were 47, according to what you submitted. And it's interesting because that was when I had a huge pivot in my life. Oh, and did my 25 year marriage. So huge change, scary change in my life. So I'm curious for you, what, what was the moment in which, was there a moment, number one, or was it this kind of like, for me, it was this over a period of years, this knowing I wasn't really happy. Uh, and then when my kids left, it was like, oh my God, I, I am not happy and I need to fix this. So it was kind of like I suppressed it when I had, cause my yeah. kids were my everything. So it was kind of that pivotal point when I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, but it did, it was something that kind of grew over time. So I'm curious at why, cause you say 47, mine was uh-huh. my separation. And so yeah. I'm curious what was happened at 47 for you. Yeah. And same for me, Lori, this was like many years in that, in the making. And when I went back to grad school and I discovered the field of coaching, I was like, oh, wow, I really love this field. And I also went to coaching training in like 2008. And at that, so even way back in 2008, I was like, wow, I really love this field. I want to be an internal coach first at an organization, and then I want to branch out on my own. Well, fast forward to 2010. What were you doing at the time when you said you internal um, organization? So was there an opportunity for you to do that? Yes. So in 2010, I was able, I was hired as a professional development coach for a healthcare company, and it was fantastic. That was my dream job. It was the best job. And I ended up staying in that organization for 11 years. That was the longest track record I ever had in corporate. And 
my coaching job eventually phased out. And so it was either, so that was a pivotal moment where I could have, I could have chose to just exit, but instead I kept getting promoted and promoted. So it was, oh, the money the promotion, was fantastic. That the, the death of you is the promotion because right? it's often just because you're successful, but it's not something you necessarily want to do that happened yes. with me. So yeah. I can just feel you for that. Yeah. And, and it was great at first. And then, you know, over time, like it's a honeymoon like, stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New title. Oh God. Yeah. New title, like better income, more bonus, like all these perks. And, and it was, it was great, but then it was just that internal, the, the not feeling fulfilled and and like around 2018 is 2018, 2019 for me, I was like, okay, I've had this dream to work for myself. When is it going to happen? And so for me, the beginning of the, of the long pivot was writing a book and publishing a book. And that's where painting your path came from. And I interviewed 21 women who who have just done, like who have left their career or just left a circumstance for and painted a new path essentially. And so I published that book and then the pandemic hit because I published it in 2020. And my other breakthrough moment was sitting with my boss and just having a regular conversation and it just came up. It just blurted out of me. I was like, I'm not staying here. I'm not retiring here. I am going to leave. And as soon as I said that, I was like, oh my God, did I just really say that to my boss? And thankfully we had a great relationship. And so that we planned it out. So I, together we planned my exit and that's how I pivoted out and began to work for myself. That's amazing that you can have such a supportive boss who wants the best for you. And that's rare. I love that. Mm -hmm. So a couple of questions are coming up for me. So you, when you took this job, it sounded like it was a, a stepping stone. You were like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to work for myself. So I'm going to learn and, and grow in this internal organization as a coach. And then I'm going to move because you said you were surprised that you were there for 11 years. Yes. So yeah. you had the, it sounds like the, when was the dream actually born that you knew that this is what you wanted to do? I think like when I went back to like the, the dream of like working for myself or just coaching. When working yourself. Working for yeah, myself. Yeah. 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 So that, that really popped up first when I went to coaching training. And I, I, my plan was work in an organization first and then work for myself. So it was kind of like born at that time. And then when I was working as a professional development coach in an organization, I had a new boss and part of her like onboarding with us was for us to fill out like just 10 questions, which were like, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I had written down on that. I think it was like for the longer terms, the 10 years, I was like, I'm working for myself as a coach and a consultant. And so I had 
put it down on that piece of paper. That's crazy. I just got chills that you manifested, like you said, yes. 11 years and you, that was your mm -hmm. 10 year thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. That's crazy. Ding, ding. And right. what about, what about your, the dream to be a coach? Cause what were you doing before you did that job? Oh my gosh. Before that, I worked in an HR consulting organization and I like got hired as a compliance specialist, which is so completely opposite of, <laughs> of like everything that I enjoy, <laughs> but I just yes. took it to take it just to get my foot in because I thought, okay, I can, I can surely pivot into a different position while I'm in this organization. And I did get to do a couple of consulting gigs under a senior consultant. So I got to experience that world. And I did change positions in the, in the company to work under like more customer service. And, but still it wasn't like, it just wasn't like a fit. And then I got a call from a friend um, who said, I have the perfect job for you and it's to be an internal coach. And so that's how that happened. And that's how that manifested. And it's but funny. Were you thinking about I, like, were you thinking about it before she suggested it? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coaching was something that I would say like the the desire, the love to help and support, encourage others has always been a through life, a through line in my life. Mm. And I just didn't know how that was going to manifest. And when I learned about coaching, I was like, this is it. This is what I love to do. And yeah. And when I got the call for this position, I was actually at a workshop and I was just talking about my dream job to the, to this group I was with. And I said, I would love to be an internal coach. That's, that's what, that's, that's my goal. And then like at break, I, I got a call from my friend who said, I have the perfect job. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? And then, so I went back to that workshop and I said, oh, and the, the workshop was called the bigger game. And I was like, you guys, this just happened over our lunch break. And so yeah, speak it. it's just amazing. Speak it. That's what, what I say. Speak yeah, it. Speak it. Yeah, but you have to know what you want. I, I, it's funny because I I'm like older than you, so when I had dreams of what if I did something different in my corporate job, which was project management, um, I w thought if I had to do it all over again, because you know we start to get to a certain age, we're like, well, I can't yes. start over. And so my thoughts were being a therapist. If I had started over, oh, yeah. I would want to be a therapist. And there weren't that many opportunities there are now to get mm -hmm. trained as a coach. And so I didn't, I never thought of what I do now as an option, but that was kind of like what my, my dream was to help people. And yes. I found out through personality tests, once I kind of zoned in on that, and I started getting validation through some personality tests I took that that was actually what sparks me most is oh, guiding cool. people to transformation. Yes. It's like, yes, uh, it was such validation when you, so I would encourage you if you're listening and you're like, gee, I, you know, I'm not so happy, but I'm not really sure what it is that I would spark me. I would say do some personality tests 
and and just Google stuff that says, you know, I, one of the, that I love is Sparkotype. I have my students. Oh, yeah. Sparkotype. Yes, Jonathan Fields. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Super. I heard that on a podcast and it was like, oh, my God, oh, this yeah. is telling There's, me that exactly what yes. I'm, I'm supposed to do. And now I'm doing it. So I love it. Yeah. So that's so cool. All right. So then you made your exit. And then you I'm curious about your creativity. Like, how did you because we talked a little bit about an intuition before I hit record um, about how we don't necessarily use our intuition and how when you paint your path, it's an intuitive process. So I want you to describe that. But I also want you to explain how that happened for you to come up with the metaphor. How did that happen? Because I'm sure that was an intuitive hit that was like, oh, my God, this is it. And, yeah. and, and to write the book that you wrote, where, where, where did that come from? Where did it all come from? Yeah, yeah. Great question. So, so all of this, I also have to give credit to the podcast. Don't keep your day job with Kathy Heller. Oh, and I yeah. think she has since her, yeah. changed it. And I've like, I've done, I've done a work, workshops with her and have attended her events, but I really resonated with her and that podcast because that was me. Don't keep your day job. I knew I did not want to do that. And after listening to a couple episodes, that's when I got the idea. Like, you know what? I, I, I got to get on my, like what I want to be doing in life. And I just thought, and I've always wanted to write and publish a book. So I thought, let me just do that. And let me kind of look at it as like a dissertation project. And like a research project. And so, so I, that's really where it all started. And so I just posted on social media, Hey, I'm writing this book. I'm looking to interview women in midlife, like 40 plus who, who are finally doing what they want to do in life. And so that's where it started. And I wanted to give back to the women who I interviewed. So with each interview, I asked them to give me their favorite quote, their favorite colors, and I made a painting for them. And so that's also part of the book as well. That is so cool. Did they love yeah. their painting? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, we can, we can energetically transfer. I mean, this is going to sound a little woo woo, but um, we can energetically transfer, uh, things to, to another person. And so if you're allowing your intuition uh, to kick in, what Calorza is saying is she can actually read people's energies and interpret that into a painting. So that is so cool. I mean, we we, tell me some of the responses you got when you showed them the painting you did for them. Oh, you know, people, they were just so appreciative and after I published the book, I, I also interviewed the women on Instagram. And I remember one of the ladies that I interviewed, she goes, I have your painting. It's right here framed. And so she had it like in with our interview, she had it behind her and yeah. So people have printed it out. They have framed it. And yeah. Yeah. Did, it, it did, they, did, they, did they learn anything from it? Was there anything in there that it was like, you could have picked up on something that 
they didn't realize until they saw the painting. I mean, I, I love the, the, like hearing these, like, oh my gosh, you captured I, this. And yeah. Yeah. I think people just like one person I'm thinking of just fell in love with the colors. Yeah. And it, she was just like, this is just perfect. This is, uh, I got a lot of responses. We're like, oh my God, this is so me. Yeah. It's just, is so fantastic. And yeah. Just so I love just it. how it so. resonates with them mm-hmm. yeah. that you pick the right colors. And I love that. I yeah. love that. Now you work with people too, to, so they can do their own painting, right? Cause isn't that you do some vision board stuff. Can you describe that process? Yes. Oh yeah. So I love doing vision boards and honestly, it's not just meant for the beginning of the year. During the pandemic, I think I just did, I did a vision board workshop like throughout the year. Just, I think people were just constantly ready to create a new vision for themselves. And it really is just about giving yourself permission to get quiet and to dream because I don't think as adults, we do that enough. I don't think we exercise our imagination enough because anything that we, we think we feel we dream can become a reality. And so I just love taking people through that process of first setting the intention, meditating, doing some journaling, and then actually doing the vision board. That's amazing. I love that. You don't have to worry about glue or you know, just get, oh, yeah, yeah no, don't got to worry about that. Like <laughs> I bring all the supplies, or, yeah. I bring it all. And yeah. And I just, I just love what comes up. And it's funny because two women who took my workshop, they specifically, and it helps of course, when you're clear on what you're looking for, but they were like, one lady was like, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going to manifest my husband. Like this is happening. <laughs> and so So she did her vision board. She was very specific about who she wanted to attract. And guess what? She got married. And this other lady sent me a DM on Instagram and she said, oh, Clarissa, I have such great news. Um, A wonderful man has come into my life. And I know it's from the work that I did from your vision board workshop. And so I just love hearing those stories. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that uh, it's probably that those people we're so focused on not having a partner and wanting one, but they didn't write down what it was, you know, so they're either yes. not getting any hits or they're not getting the right hits on, you mm-hmm. know, if they're on a dating app or whatever. It's so interesting that vision boards allow us to, like you said, dream when yes. we usually don't dream because we're too busy we're too oh busy. my gosh! Yeah. Running the so on the busy. hamster wheel, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We know how that that corporate ham, hamster wheel will. Just, oh yeah, it's never ending, never ending, never ending. Yeah, not even eating lunch sometimes. That's that's uh, oh, let alone dreaming. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this has been great. Um, I love what you do. I think it's amazing. So you were still working your corporate job when you started to write the book or had you quit? When you- oh yeah, I was, yeah. I was still full in it. I was nervous to publish it because, well, all the ladies in the book said, are you going to share your story? And, and I wasn't, I was really just going to have it be about them, but they all were like, oh, you got to tell your story too. So, so I did. And I basically said, this, you know, I, I'm 
this is not it for me, what I'm currently doing. And I want to pivot. And I was scared because I thought, Ooh, what if my boss for sure is going to read this book or other people in the organization? And I was like, so initially worried about what other people thought. And then I was like, Oh my God, just get over it. Just do it. Let it be what it's meant to be. And I'm so glad that I did. I suspect that the people who did read it maybe felt like, oh my God, she's amazing. Look what she did. I wish I could do something like that. Yeah, That's what I, I did. Thought. We never think that. A, I know I, you're right. And I did get a call from the VP of, um, I forgot her title, but she was like, oh my God, this book was so great. This is so amazing what you did. And you're right. But at first I was like, what are they going to think? And I just, yeah, you have to yeah. let that go. Yeah, we never know. We never go to the magic of the mm-hmm. unknown. We only go to the awfulness of the unknown. That's the best way That's I can right. describe Ugh. it. Yeah. So yeah. what advice as we wrap up, what advice uh, would you have for somebody who, uh, w- well, we have a book recommendation. We'll put that in the show notes. A good personality test recommendation, a good uh, other podcast recommendation. Uh, so what would you say to somebody who is is what you're saying is really resonating? Like, I would love to figure out what I'm here to do that. I don't think it is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is such a great question. I'm good. I'm just going to say it. I already said it a bunch of times, but give yourself the time to dream. And I think sometimes we don't know our own strengths because we just, it's just who we are. So if you're stuck, if you're stuck and you really are like, huh, what, what am I meant to be here for? Ask, like, ask yourself, what do other people go to you for? Is it advice? Is it um, party planning? Is it, maybe it is painting or maybe it's something else, but take inventory of things that you enjoy. What are you curious about? And yeah, and curiosity and I would is a big just one. Say, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And just just explore. Maybe you start by researching something, a topic. Maybe you see if there is um a class available that you can attend just to check it out. But I, I feel like when we have these curiosities that keep coming back, they're there for a reason and they're meant to be explored. Yeah. I will also say something that just came up to me that is is new and sometimes we're we, we get angry about it but sometimes it's helping us in the long run is now that like social media is is actually listening to our conversations to deliver us the correct ads. Yes. Then you know, you might not even realize what you're talking about. And you might be getting ads for stuff that is exactly what you're talking about. So maybe your ads are a little clue as to what you're curious about or interested in or talking about. But it could be that you're talking about it because you don't want to do it. So make sure you're talking about the things that like excite you and are interesting to you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. That is so true. Oh my gosh. I get so many ads for like painting classes and (laughs) clothing. It's so funny what pops up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I just bought some really cool sunglasses. My daughter, uh, they're called Knockabouts. Oh, what's and that? I, I never heard of them, um, but she got Care Bear. They're Care Bears. And she had Care oh Bears growing God. up. 
And That's I so Care Bears, funny. like I, it's a very nostalgic thing with me because I spent a lot oh, of money yeah. on Care Bears. Um, and so I order some, they have kids kinds, but they have adult and they're so cute. They're such, they're like mirror shades and oh they're only 40 gosh. bucks. So I oh like, I, I, I went bought them. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to get cute. some Care Bear glasses that I'll be wearing. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last thing, last question I have is what are you most excited about? Uh, pursuing in your second half? Oh my gosh. Just all the things that I have just not done yet. Like before we hit record, I was talking about doing retreats. Yeah. That is something that I would love to do. Um, yes. I was inspiring her through my retreat. Yes. 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 Oh my gosh. And so I'll hosting. send you all the deets. So like, if please you, do, well, first of all, if you want to do it in Sedona, I'll have that. But yeah, I'll send you so what I what I learned and takeaways and give you maybe a little more assurance that it's possible. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So retreats and um, my husband and I talk about eventually at some point having a second home. And mm -hmm. I would love to just buy a big enough property to host my like just host retreats and classes, you know, on my on my property. That's great. Yeah. And you could sell it out as a venue for other people to do retreats. Yes. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. seen a couple people do that. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So well, thank you so much for coming. I've enjoyed oh my gosh. speaking to you so much. Um, and she and I are talking, she's going to do a summit and which I'll share on social media when she does it in, in November, but uh, that's going to be really cool too. So we'll look forward yeah. to that. And yeah, thanks so much for spending this time with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lori, for having me. This was fun. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark Second Half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.